This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention it all, a Bravo by Betches podcast We don't say that, but now we said it With me, Dylan Hafer We're gonna check me, boo Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast I am Dylan Hafer And I am coming to you solo today For one of the biggest days that we've had in a long time Because Vanderpump Rules Season 10 has come to a close. Last night, I was at the official Bravo reunion watch party screening event. Sheena was there. Brock was there. Brittany and Jax were there. Lala was there until she had to leave to be on Watch What Happens Live. (sighs) Guys, it's all happening. I have now had the pleasure, the distinct pleasure of seeing Sheena perform Good as Gold Live twice. I saw it at BravoCon when she dropped into a split. I saw it last night when it was a bit more impromptu, but no less thrilling. Probably the highlight of the night was was watching Lala film Sheena performing Good as Gold. The stage mom energy was palpable. It was very... uh, it was very Amy Poehler and Mean Girls with the camcorder in the aisle. Um, and then, of course, they played the Vanderpump Rules theme song. A great time. And then we got to watch the uncensored, pumped up, peacock, whatever, version of the episode. Uh, and then I rewatched it again this morning because, let's be honest, I didn't retain a lot last night. It was all a blur. Uh, so I guess I'm recapping the pumped up edition. So if there's anything... Uh, if there's anything I'm talking about that doesn't sound familiar, uh, head to Peacock. It's 67 minutes of reunion, and it felt like every second was vital. So I'm not sure what they cut to get it down to the hour 15 with commercials on TV. But uh, man, there was a lot to get into. Actually, you know what? I do know what they cut, or I I know what I hope they cut. And that is Lisa Vanderpump talking about how a Vegas restaurants are doing and how the reunion set is decorated with the Nicolaine collaboration. I don't give a fuck. We have so many more important things to talk about. I was even bored by the Lala Raquel mistress conversation. There are certain topics where it's like, I know that this is a reunion that is supposed to unpack all of the all of the stuff that happened all season. And I know that the whole season wasn't Scandaval. Obviously, there were other things to discuss. Uh, you know, Raquel and Schwartz making out. All You, you know, there, it was a whole season's worth of, of storylines. But some of these things, it's just like, we don't need a whole segment on Oliver. Like, I don't need to hear Lisa Vanderpump talk about how Oliver is an exemplary employee at her restaurant in Vegas and this wife was estranged for however long and now Lala and him are friends like, I don't care. 
Okay, so uh, I already have walked back my statement that all 67 minutes uh, were, you know, indisposable. But anyway, it was a great episode. Of course, we start out with Raquel taking the stage as Sheena retreats to her trailer, clutching that ruby red grapefruit white claw um, with a death grip. Um, She can't make a fist with those nails, but she certainly certainly can hold on to that can. And the difference between... Sheena's energy in the trailer and Raquel's energy in the trailer is so interesting. I mean, of course, Raquel watched this whole segment with, you know, a certain amount of nervous anticipation that she still had to go out there and perform, whereas Sheena, you know, her day was basically done by the time she was sitting in the trailer. But the emotions, the way Raquel sat there for those first two parts with, you know barely any emotion on her face and when she did show emotion she was smiling she was you know really just seeming calm to the point of like what what's going through her system i don't know to sheena being in the trailer and she is activated she is amped the fuck up her eyes bulging her her can gripped within an inch of its life. She's having vocal reactions. She's talking back to the camera. When Brock and Allie show up, they're like squad watching the show. I would give anything to be in that trailer with the three of them watching the reunion. Allie and Sheena, like, I just love that they have each other. It it just was the difference between when they would cut to Raquel in the trailer and it's like, ugh, what now? She still looks, you know, she's like, Talking, looking at Sandoval, talking about her with like a smirk on her face, whereas Sheena, like she's feeling every one of these emotions, and I, I just don't. After three parts of this reunion, the thing that is kind of wild to me about Sandoval and Raquel as a pair and individually is just that it seems like they had such a poor or non-existent strategy for how they were going to come across, like emotionally at the reunion and it's it's surprising only because tom is so calculated when it comes to stories and lies and explanations of things you know obviously we'll we'll get to what happens at the end where raquel kind of breaks that uh dam a little bit but these things are so carefully planned out but there seems to be no accounting for the fact that Tom is going to come across like the most vile person on the planet because of the way that he's answering these questions, talking back to everyone on the other side of the couch. You know, it it just feels like if you were going through all of this hassle of preparing for how you were going to handle questions at the reunion, why, why do you not have the mindset of like, I know I really fucked up, so I should probably go in there and sort of just like take it, you know, take the beatings, take the take the verbal abuse. You know, there's a lot coming their way. And, you know, if you need to get emotional, if there's something you need to clarify, that's great. But the defensive, the defensive kind of thing, the anger that's coming from Sandoval to the other people, the 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 tendencies to bring up things that have happened in the past as if they excuse his own actions, it is, it's kind of baffling. And when they finish and they they go back to the dressing room and Sandoval saying, oh, like, 
to Raquel, oh, you did you did way better than me. You did a great job. And it's like, I don't know if Raquel did a great job. She certainly was more composed and seemed like less angry. Because the only, it feels like the only things she really pushed back on were, were James and Lala. And, you know, saying, well, James and Lala can't talk because they fucked. <laughs> and Lala's, Lala's response to saying, you... I wasn't your best friend, ho. You were a no-name, and then I met you, and I fucking hated you. Like, that. I mean, yeah, it's not a great situation. Lala's situation with Randall, how they met, it wasn't great. All of this stuff that has added up in the past, it just feels like this is not the kind of situation that is productive to try and go tit for tat for things that have happened in the past. And the fact that Tom and Raquel couldn't fathom that, couldn't realize that this was a situation that was on another level that had, you know, so many layers of betrayal within the group and of lies and of schemes and deceit and all of this stuff that it's like actually bringing up, you know, whatever James did four seasons ago is not a compelling argument. And it's not only is it not a winning argument, but it is like an active losing argument because it makes it seem like you don't actually think what you did is that bad because you're just going to throw out this thing that happened three years ago. Like it, it's, I shouldn't be surprised, I guess, but it is shocking to me how, how ill prepared they seemed for, for the actual level of wrongdoing that they committed leading up to this reunion. I don't don't know. Summer is fast approaching, which means more social events, more weddings to attend, more nights on the town, and hopefully more vacations. That's why I'm so thankful for today's sponsor, Honey Love, for covering us with the best shapewear. With Honey Love, you can feel your best even when you're wearing less. They've revolutionized compression technology, so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Plus, they are the only shapewear that won't ever roll down, no matter how much you groove on the dance floor. For a limited time only, you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com slash MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com forward slash MIA. When talking about effective shapewear, Honeylove's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. The superpower short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering the perfect amount of compression. You won't have to worry about it rolling down, which is unheard of in shapewear, thanks to flexible boning that's hidden in the side seams. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back of the thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started, honeys. Shape your life with Honey Love. I am so happy that warmer weather is finally back and we can get back to enjoying some time in the sun. But the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring May flowers and also sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I have had seasonal allergies for pretty Pretty much my entire life. Unfortunately, there are definitely those days where I have canceled my plans because I simply just don't want to be out in the world because of my allergies. 
allergies. But luckily, Claritin is the perfect thing that you can just take at the beginning of the day. And it really helps with all of those symptoms, clearing up your eyes, clearing up your sinuses, clearing up your congestion. It's the easiest way to just get those allergies under control, whether it's in the spring, any other time of year. And it's designed for serious allergy sufferers. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Raquel keeps talking about this change in her mindset that happened going into this year that, you know, she'd always been a people pleaser and focused on doing everything right. And, um, you know, this season she was focused on pleasing herself and, you know, just doing whatever was going to make her happy. Um, This is, you know, they're talking about the girl's trip to Havasu, the comment she made about not trusting uh, Lala with her, you know, that Lala says she wouldn't trust Raquel with her man. And she's like, well, good thing you don't have a man. Um, Lala, of course, says her comment was spot on and that she wouldn't trust her around her man. Case in point, uh, Tom Sandoval. And (laughs) that's the thing, Raquel, like I, I think that the goal of not being a people pleaser is a good goal. That is something where if you, if it is a trait of yourself that you are constantly doing things that are not in your best interest because you want to make everybody else happy, that is a solid thing to realize about yourself and to work on. But <laughs> that is not synonymous with fucking your best friend's boyfriend. And, you know, Ariana is going to pick up that bone every time. She says, he started pleasing my man. Um, you know, Raquel is... is very quick to say that she was selfish. Ariana says that doesn't begin to cover it. Um, and, you know, then Sandoval just like can't help himself and starts sticking up for Raquel again. This is just, it's not going to work. There is no, there is no like, guys, take it easy. You know, that's not, it's just, it's tough to watch even. I, one of the moments that struck me the most um, was when Andy brings up this conversation that Raquel had uh, at the finale with Ariana about their uh, intimacy and her relationship with Tom. And Andy says, looking back, it seems diabolical. Andy using that word felt like a major statement because he, you know, and Andy is not somebody who never plays favorites. It's not like super difficult to figure out like who Andy is sort of favoring a lot of the time but for him to use a word like diabolical describing somebody on the cast like it's a pretty strong statement like he wouldn't say that about just anybody um but Raquel says um he Andy asks if Raquel had encouraged Tom to break up with Ariana and she says well I encouraged him to reflect and see if he was happy and I was doing that as a friend first and foremost of course this is after they have been having sex and she says that in the conversation with ariana she was coming from a point of genuinely seeing if she wanted to be in the relationship (laughs) it's just you know ariana's like well first of all the answer was yes i did um and at that point you had already fucked my man so like 
don't act like this is a conversation that we were having on uh, on an even level when you were already lying to me about so many things. And this comes back again and again, this idea of, oh, well, you know, we weren't fucking, we had fucked one time before then. And Tom Sandoval is very focused on this idea that it wasn't an active thing that was happening. You know, he says uh, later, you know, well, I wasn't, I wasn't doing anything at the time. This is about the, the night at the Abbey coming out that they were dancing together. He was like, I wasn't worried about being exposed because there was nothing going on. And the problem is he just cannot seem to accept or wrap his mind around the fact that when you're in a relationship and you cheat on your partner with a person, whether it happens one time or a hundred times, that person is now and forever somebody that you have had this inappropriate relationship with. Whether it is a current relationship or something that happened one time, it is something that happened. And in this case, it was something that was a secret and a a lie, you know, a story that they had been constructing. And Ariana's like, first of all, even if it was one time, then the fact that you were carrying on this friendship with her, it's no longer just a friendship. It's somebody that you had sex with and kept it a secret and lied about it and now are continuing whatever inappropriate relationship, even if it's not currently, you know, as Ariana says, even if your dick wasn't in her crusty vagina at that specific moment. It just is, it's wild to me. And this this is the thing where I don't think that Tom doesn't get it. I think that he won't or can't admit it because he still is clinging to this idea that what they did wasn't as bad as it is. And if he acknowledges the fact, which now we know because of Raquel's admissions at the end of the episode, that in fact they had had sex numerous times by then, he loses his footing. He loses his ability to kind of construct this worldview where it was a one-time thing or a, you know, a, a maybe this happened, but it's not happening. It's very Oprah, Meghan Markle interview, like, were you silent or silenced? It's like, it. you guys had sex. Like it, it, nobody did this to you. They all, they keep saying mistake. It's like no, it it wasn't a mistake because you say later in the episode they both individually say that they are in love. In the words of Lisa Rinna, own it, baby. If you're in love with each other, if you're carrying on a relationship with each other, calling it a mistake is the opposite of that. If you said. If Tom was if Tom and Raquel had gotten wasted and hooked up one time and then it never happened again, maybe you can get away with saying that's a mistake. I fucked up. It was a one-time thing. It didn't mean anything. You just said you're in love. If you if you're saying you're going to see where your relationship goes, you know, end up a year from now in the the poo-poo house as James says, that's not a mistake. It's a choice that you made. And you can make bad choices and you can you can regret choices that you've made. But a mistake implies some kind of accident or something going wrong. And the thing that Tom and Raquel can't seem to acknowledge is that there was never a way for this to not go wrong because of the way that it happened 
so negatively. In her confessional at the end, Raquel says that she had this idea that maybe they could be in a thruple together. Tom shoots this down, but she was like, you know, it didn't seem that far-fetched because obviously, like, I loved Sandoval sexually and I love Ariana, like, as a person. So, like, wouldn't that just work out? And the thing is, that is, like, so... It's so dismissive of what <laughs> the idea of, like being in an actual thruple or like polyamorous situation is because you were already having sex with him behind Ariana's back. And so then you think you're going to break the news to her. Like what? You're just going to be like, Oh, I let's be in a thruple starting today. Like, no, you, it still would be built on a foundation of lies or a foundation of betrayal. Like that's not how that works. People who are in situations like that, that is uh, an open, active, evolving conversation that you have with your partner. And then you, d you make decisions based on that. You don't go to your partner and give them what an ultimatum and say, well, so I've been fucking your friend and I really like it. And I, I guess I love her. So either, we're going to be in a thruple or this is over. Like that's <laughs> Raquel, even pretending that that was like a workable scenario is, is kind of hilarious. Like in a way there are certain times when Raquel is speaking and like, I don't like to call people dumb. Like I usually, I let Lala do that, but like there are certain times when Raquel is talking and it's like, babe, what did you think was going to happen? Like are are you being 100% for real right now? Ugh. I guess speaking on the on the thruple conversation, uh, Andy asks about this open relationship rumor that apparently was going around that Tom and Ariana were, you know, fluid or whatever. Um, and Ariana says that Raquel told her that Tom had said something like this around Coachella last year. So this is months before... Uh, Guys Night at the Mondrian, before filming, before all of that. Tom says that he never said anything like that. Ariana says that then Raquel must be lying, making it up. Raquel, of course, denies saying that to Ariana. And the moment where Tom turns to his left and under his breath looks directly at Raquel, gl glares at Raquel and goes, what the fuck? And Raquel's looking at him like, <sighs> that was very telling to me because that is the kind of energy where clearly these two had so many just like layers of bullshit happening. And whether, whether Tom said something or Raquel misconstrued it or, you know, Tom is lying about saying it in the first place or Raquel's lying about telling Ariana the way he looks at her and is like, what the fuck? That was a little scary to me. And I think I, I said this on Twitter to me when Lala said previously that Sandoval is like a dangerous man in the way that Randall kind of is, that felt like a glimpse of that. Because if you're in a relationship with someone and there's, you know, some kind of disagreement happening and it feels like in that moment, he's, it, it felt like a threatening look over at Raquel in a way. 
And like, obviously this Coachella, whatever open relationship situation is like one small piece of this whole puzzle. But when Raquel sat down for that last confessional interview and was talking about betraying Sandoval and going back on these lies that they had agreed on, I don't want to know what the first conversation was like between Tom and Raquel after he saw that she had done that or after she told him. I don't know if she told him or if he saw this, you know, a screener or when he found out about those things that she had disclosed. I can't imagine it went great. I can't imagine that he was thrilled because it really, it paints him as this disturbed puppet master. You know, like if Geppetto did bath salts and it's like, I wouldn't want to be in a relationship with that person. And it kind of seems like Raquel is already starting to question herself. I mean, they say they're in love. James is like, yeah, he's going to cheat on you. Like, okay, great. That's not going to, it's not going to be a happily ever after. I don't know. I, I, I can't, I can't see it. ending. <laughs> can't see it ending well for anybody in the room. Oh God. <sighs> but Raquel, you know, she says, you know, she felt seen by Tom. Um, she goes back to her people pleaser explanation. Uh, she felt seen by Tom. Nobody had ever made her feel like that. Ariana is like, you know, you didn't feel seen by me, my, your best friend. You know, I cried in your arms about Charlotte, all of the stuff. Like Raquel's, Raquel's explanations of, you know, needing love and affection and all of this stuff. It's like, I get why you could be sed seduced by someone maybe, but then the way that it, you know, snowballed into this relationship it's it's really tough. Ariana says, my dog had just died. I cried in your arms and you thought I should go fuck her boyfriend. <laughs> and this is this is my favorite part of the episode. She said, You're a dementor. I know I know you like Harry Potter. What a what a dig. I oh sick burn. You I know you like Harry Potter. You're a dementor. I hope Charlotte haunts you. You're a soul sucking individual. <laughs> oh my god ariana really obviously we all love ariana team ariana you know she's a queen whatever she's getting all her endorsements in the words of uh jen aiden's psychic um endorsements 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 but ariana this part of the reunion was so activated in a way that was absolutely thrilling her saying that Raquel is rotten on the inside like a fucking moldy piece of fruit. Her, her uh, grasp of the English language in this episode is so, so vivid, so, so visceral. She says that Raquel should fuck herself with a cheese grater. That's an image. She was kind of giving to me Julia Louis-Dreyfus in Veep level of... Uh, of reads, you know, just dra dragging Raquel and Tom across the room, you know, just fully grab them by the scalp and drag them across the floor. And that it was, it was kind of a healing energy, I think, because we've seen, you know, there's so much hurt. And of course she, she's hurt in this episode. You know, she, when 
Schwartz weirdly asks a question about, he's like, you know, it was, uh, it was kind of funny that while you were humiliated and she's like, first of all, not humiliated, that's them. But like, uh, while you were, uh, going through this hard time, the, the country was rallying around you. Like, that's kind of funny, huh? And it's like, first of all, like, okay. Are you still sad about your Yelp reviews? Yeah. Go, go cry about it. Nobody cares about your fucking Yelp reviews. But anyway, you know, he like weirdly asks this question and she's like, he's like, how did it feel? And that's what like Ariana gets so emotional. She says that having everyone rally around her, her friends, her family, strangers, people watching the show, that that's really what got her through. And then, you know, for that first week and a half, she wasn't eating. She had people staying with her every night. She felt like she needed to be babysat. Having that support, it's so meaningful to her. And you can see how, you can see her still working through sort of the stages of grief for this relationship. Because I think it's it's important to remember that they they taped this reunion about three weeks after the Scandaval news broke. So three weeks after Ariana found out, we're of course watching it three months after. So it, it feels like there's been more distance than there actually was when they taped this. But like, oh, damn, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. And you know, Tom is mad. It, it sucks that Tom didn't get some text messages from some people that were mutual friends. It's like, go away. Ima okay. Imagine, imagine your friends with both people in a couple and you find out on TMZ. <laughs> so I guess imagine your friends are famous. I don't know. And you find out that one of them was cheating on the other for seven months with the best friend of the other one. All behind the scenes, you know, behind their back, lies, 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 lies. And you're like, okay, <clears throat> obviously I'm going to text or call or, you know, check on Ariana. What would you text Tom in that scenario? The only thing that I can think that you would text Tom would be like, wow, it seems like you're a piece of shit. I thought I knew you. I guess I don't. How could you do that to my friend who I was friends with both of you? And I thought you had a relationship that was, you know, on a level. Wow. I never thought that you would be capable of something this awful. I don't think I want to have someone like you as a friend anymore. Like, does he think he's going to get sympathy texts? Does he think that people who are also friends with Ariana are going to text him and be like, hey, man, hope you're doing okay in all of this? It's like, no. When somebody like, <laughs> like, no. I, I, I truly don't understand, like, what does he think was going to happen? He's like, oh, it just hurt to, you know, it hurt to see people going to social media and, like, posting, like, funny memes instead of texting me. It's like, okay, yeah, like, uh, I don't know. If I was, like, close personal friends with Tom, maybe I wouldn't be posting memes about him. But I also wouldn't be like, oh, dude, <laughs> seems, seems like you're really going through it. You're really... You really screwed the pooch on this one, huh? Like, no. I don't know. I don't know. It, it really it is. It's, it's, it's tough to even think about. 
Splash Refreshers are the delicious zero-calorie beverage I'm reaching for again and again when I'm feeling thirsty for something flavorful. I believe in the three-beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash spices it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. Lately, my go-to office beverage has been the Splash Wild Berry flavor. It's so nice to just put a few in the fridge at the beginning of the week. Grab one whenever you want something nice and refreshing. It's just the right amount of flavor, just the right amount of sweetness. You know the vibes. When you want something refreshing, when you want something hydrating, Splash is the perfect thing to reach for. It perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. And it's available in five craveable flavors. Wild Berry, that's my favorite, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. It's there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And then, of course, I, I we have to talk about the comment that he makes in this episode. When Andy asks if he has slept with anyone else, besides Raquel, since they started their affair. He says, no, there's, you know, some rumors, whatever. And then Ariana says, well, he did sleep with someone and that was me, you know. She's like, he's like, yeah, she kept her t-shirt on. It was really hot. Get the fuck out. The way that every single person on the couch is like shocked and appalled. In the trailer, Allie, clutching her face in her hands. Sheena on 100. Tom Schwartz with his head in his lap. Ah, Don't say that. Don't say that. Don't say that. It's like this man, the audacity of Tom Sandoval to be in a position like this. You are in a, 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 a palace of shit, as James Kennedy would say, of your own making, and you think that that right then is the time to make a dig at the woman who you say you have never loved anyone more than her. You're sobbing, sobbing about how much you've hurt her and you feel so bad and you can't believe you did this and it was a mistake. And you think that like that exact moment is the time to make a dig about her wearing a t-shirt when you had sex, like, however many months ago. This, like, what do you think is going to happen? You think that people are going to watch this and be, like, chill about it? He has been on TV for 10 years. He has been on every every single episode of Vanderpump Rules. I think, I don't know, like, check the IMDb. It seems like every every single episode. And you have no, no concept that you're saying things right now that are going to make you look like a fucking asshole. 
Like, yeah, okay, yeah, the Yelp reviews aren't going to be good, brother. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I've ever been this heated on an episode before. Wow. <laughs> I'm really, uh, really, really feeling it. Uh, I, I guess closing the loop, you know, we're on, uh, we're on Raquel's final interview. Like I've, like I've mentioned, she feels the need to come clean about some things. The producer, God bless the producer who is doing this confessional with her. I don't know if it's Jeremiah or somebody else. Um, he says, you did maintain some untruths at the reunion, huh? Some lies. Uh, so first of all, she says that they, uh, they, the second time they had sex was in Mexico and they actually hooked up multiple times while they were in Mexico for Sheena's wedding, um, which of course was while they were still filming and, uh, you know, early in the timeline, uh, she said it quote, picked up speed more after they finished filming. She has met Sandoval's mom. She says that happened in LA. Uh, the producer asks if she's been to St. Louis. She first says, I can't recall. Bitch. I can't recall. Okay, plead the fifth. This is not a court of law. This is you're fighting for your job on this TV show. Answer the damn question. She she then they I love she says I can't recall. They flash a photo of her and Tom standing in front of the fucking St. Louis riding the the horse statue. I'm from St. Louis. That is like the most one of the most iconic places in the city. It's at the top of this majestic hill right in front of the art museum, which is like this beautiful old building. There's this majestic statue of the, the dude on the horse. I guess, is that St. Louis? Salut. Um, they took a picture there. This is what? Four months before you can't recall. Nice try. She eventually confirms it. Um, she's a horrible liar. She gets this smirk in her eyes and then the, You've been on this show for how many seasons? You get this smirk in your eyes when you're telling an obvious lie and you think the producer isn't going to be like, Raquel, babe, I can tell you're lying. She is so bad at this. It is wild. So then, you know, they ask about jacuzzi night, which is, you know, beach day into jacuzzi night. Ariana was out of town for the funeral. Uh, this is when Tom Zanzibar and Raquel spent the night. Um, so she says they did not hook up that night. Again, the obvious lie face. So the producer, you know, it's like, well, you ripped the bandaid off. What's one more detail? Spill the tea, mama. She says, well, he's, he's asked me not to disclose certain things. And, you know, I feel like Tom is the one person I still do have on my side. So I feel bad about betraying him because I don't want to lose him because then I'll have no one. That's like, again, <laughs> like, yeah, that sounds like it sucks. I wonder who caused that situation to occur. If it ain't the consequences of your own actions. Um, but she she says that is the one story that they've agreed on getting straight, which first of all is not true. They've lied about many things and coordinated many lies. Uh, and Tom wanted to lie because it's a, quote, a really bad look to like hook up with, <laughs> with like your friend's boyfriend in your own house well she's out of town for like a funeral like yeah it's a bad look and you did it which like don't speak great things about your character and choices and all of that but so in fact yes they did hook up that night which like of fucking course they did you were they were actively hooking up at that point and she spent the night at the house 
Did anybody ever really think that she slept in the guest room? No, we're not dumb. She's dumb. She's the dumb one. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's that's pretty much all she wrote for Vanderpump Rules. I don't know if the reveal in the last five minutes was like as shocking and explosive as they kind of led us to believe it would be. I do think it was very... It was fascinating from like a personal standpoint, watching Raquel in real time work through deciding what lies to uphold. Because even, I don't really believe even after that, that we have the 100% full unabridged truth of everything that happened. I think there probably are still certain details that are being left out, certain things that are being, uh, you know, edited, coached, whatever. I I at one point was thinking that the reveal was going to be that they had hooked up prior to Guy's Night at the Mondrian, perhaps even when Raquel was still with James. Who knows? We may never know. Maybe they didn't. I don't know anything. Um, but just to see Raquel as kind of a character study of somebody who is so, so lost. And I don't mean this in a way of like, oh, poor her. She's so lost. So lost on a soul and consciousness level of like who what the fuck is going on in there it's it's wow you know <laughs> i've been talking for what is it 36 minutes i really i have three whole pages of notes on the orange county premiere i was going to do like a double recap situation I had more thoughts than I anticipated about the Vanderpump reunion. Perhaps that was a, a <laughs> perhaps that was a, a poor planning on my part. Um, the OC premiere, honestly, good episode of TV. I, I, a few complaints. Was it the most explosive premiere we've ever had? No, but maybe that is for the best because obviously there's not a lot of time to talk about it. Um, I will say, uh, I like that they are setting up this Tamara and Shannon thing for next week. You know, they have their their reunion at New Jen's yoga retreat for her <laughs> Sorry, I can't not talk about. It. Uh Jen New Jen Jen Pedronti um has a yoga yoga studio called Devil Rebel which is just just perfect. The most like white lady orange county thing to have a yoga studio called Devil Rebel. Um she, she met Tamara at Cut Fitness. I guess they knew before that. I don't know. Um, but Jen's yoga retreat being the first kind of group event of the season is just chef's kiss. Um, the lady leading the yoga class has very like Whitney Rose face. She's like, okay, so first of all, you're going to exhale. And then you're going to inhale. Okay, good. Now exhale again. I just, I love it. Um, you know, Gina and Heather are feeling distant. Uh, surprise, surprise, their friendship that they formed uh, last season wasn't, you know, the the relationship of a lifetime, but we will see where that goes. Uh, you know, Tamara has said mean things about Emily, I guess. Um, you know, th there's some good stuff cooking and we will have weeks and weeks and weeks to talk about it. I think it was only right to give uh, Vanderpump the proper spotlight for today. But, you know, 
thanks for listening. It's been a season. I'm sure there will be more Vanderpump uh, lingering convo in the coming days and weeks, but it has been a great season. It's been so fun talking about it. Thank you so much for listening. If you've if you've enjoyed this season of Vanderpump, um, hit us with a, a five-star re- rating and a review on Apple. And if not, you know, go fuck yourself with a cheese grater. <laughs> so good uh thank you you can follow us on instagram at bravo by Vetches. you can follow me at dylan hafer uh and until next time be cool don't be all like uncool mention it all is produced by dylan hafer sean kilby jorge morales pico and rebecca sousmacat editing by jorge morales pico social media by dylan hafer guest booking by dylan hafer and ali friedlander be sure to follow at bravo by Betches on instagram and twitter Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a wild berry splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Batches.